Hello and welcome to Do It Justice, your local bi-weekly podcast on which a guest speaker and I discuss three ideas all under one umbrella theme, or as I like to call it, debate with me. So I'm just popping in here to add a few comments about my last episode, which is with Isabel, all about the sexualisation of women and women's sexuality. And um, One comment I received was the fact that... Um, the supposed pressure that we spoke about on women um, to have a um, shaved or um, trimmed pubic area isn't necessarily there or the the person, the male I spoke to didn't feel that he necessarily forced that on his um, sexual partners which is good to hear, I'm glad to hear that Um, but I appreciate the fact that not all men of this however I do find the phrase not all men extremely problematic because it undermines the fact that there are still problems the main point that I was trying to make and that may may have necessarily not come across as that was the fact that there is still a pressure more for girls than for boys I would feel in my personal experience but of course I'm coming from a biased perspective being a girl um, or a woman that um, there is more pressure for girls to have a completely bare um, bikini area or just pubic area in general especially in like heterosexual relations um, however like I say I can't I can't ever offer the perspective of all men and males views because one that's impossible but two if I'm speaking with a woman on another woman on a podcast um, we are obviously going to miss out some male perspectives which is this it would be the same way around if I was speaking to a man he wouldn't necessarily offer a female perspective but I would be able to include that so unfortunately that is the case when I do discuss topics that are to do with both genders but I only have another female on if you are someone who wants to come on and talk about these problems or issues that I've spoken about with another female I'd love to do that I think that'll be interesting and offer a different perspective anyway I'm rambling now the second point I got told was the fact that um, it wasn't from another male friend who said that um, he doesn't think so we spoke about how um, sometimes during sexual relations um, if the girl is to critique a man's method or a man's um, sexual advancements or just to say actually I prefer it this way you get the picture um, the man often um, reacts quite negatively or it's sometimes an attack on their um, what's the word not masculinity but attack on their ego um, and Danny uh, like very accurately pointed out that that can often be the same for women as well who are critiqued um so yeah thanks for that Danny uh, anyway I've rambled once again but I hope you enjoyed the podcast sorry for rambling thank you for coming back to the 10th episode or if you're new thanks for tuning in so today we're going to talk all about gender starting with is it ethically permissible for parents to pick the gender of our future children should we raise kids a gender and then finally finishing with is gender real so I'd like to welcome on Patrick Hello, hello, I'm back again. He is what back again. What a pleasure to be here. I know, so we actually, I actually texted you um, about these topics before I had you on the first time because I, I thought that you could offer quite a good um, insight into them and then I got you on for like the politics and stuff because I was a bit eager to do one on that. But yeah, you're back again. I am, I am back. And, How are you, uh, you know, Happy to? to be so. I'm not up to much, if I'm honest. Half term was great. We did a lot of cycling. We, um, yeah, I didn't burn, surprisingly. Oh, My white self success. is... Success extremely proud of that <laughs> safety first kids it's so weird like people saying like half term because I just have no yeah. concept of time at half all half term who's she <laughs> exactly it's lucky for some you know absolutely so um because there is a distinction between sex and gender Patrick and I thought it would be sensible just to define them so that no one gets confused so mm. I'll just read out this um kind of little paragraph I found on trust the old wikipedia 
So the distinction between sex and gender differentiates a person's biological sex, aka the anatomy of an individual's reproductive system and secondary sex characteristics, from that person's gender, which can refer to either social roles based on the sex of the person, so you know the gender role, or personal identification of one's own gender based on an internal awareness, so gender identity. So that's that's sounds right, doesn't it, to you as well, Patrick? Yeah, I agree. I think just a lot of people maybe don't quite understand the difference between someone's sex, which is physical predominantly, and someone's gender, which is a lot more emotional. I mean, if I'm honest, I genuinely didn't even realise there was... Like, I obviously knew subconsciously, but I didn't think that there were two different words to define it, and I would use those words interchangeably, but obviously now I've defined it, I, I realise that they are different. Yeah, I think it's a, a lot more common now to for people to be... Uh, a bit more aware of the the differentiation we have to in place especially people who have like transgender friends or you know people who maybe don't like to be labeled as masculine or feminine yeah absolutely i'm just actually looking back at the first thing that we spoke about is it, is it ethically permissible for parents to pick the gender of their future children and it would actually be i'd say in this case i'd say that's sex because oh, yeah, you're choosing yeah, like the is. physical the physical attributes right yeah and i think i think this is a good way to start because one thing i've uh, researched and i think is when people when parents are picking the the sex of their future child what they really want to pick is the gender they really want to pick the emotional attributes which obviously you can't do um so i think it slightly defeats the point of it but yeah what's what's your opinion on um parents like kim and kanye like picking the gender of their kids did they do that yeah, I think Kim and Kanye did it, and then possibly John Legend did it as well. Okay, because I know that Kim had a surrogate for one of her pregnancies as well, didn't she? Um, mm. I-, I think you're completely right. When parents think, um, "I'm going to choose the sex of their child," they are com- they are not they don't. Well, obviously, um, we associate um someone having um a vagina with someone who it was stereotypical um, feminine features right but it's complete you made a very good point just that you can't link those two together and um if you choose um the sex of your child to be female you're not necessarily um what's the word uh, guaranteed those traits so i think i think that i just have a genuine general issue with um this idea of being able to pick and choose with anything obviously gender and sex that is a bit more problematic because that ultimately is like quite a big defining feature in someone's life but Mm. I just find it ultimately problematic because for me I've always thought um that the concept of parenthood is that you love um is it omnibenevolent like you just love completely um fully you don't pick and choose you don't um, you don't decide that, that that trait in your child is problematic. But obviously you can have problematic children, but you're meant to love them unconditionally. That's the word I'm looking for. So, yeah, I, I, I just don't think... I don't I, I don't know. What do you think? Is there an argument that could be morally justified in any way? Well, I mean, so it doesn't actually harm the fetus and there's no proof yet. I mean, it's not, you know, obviously it's not frequently done. Although IVF now... Um, include screening where they do tell you the gender of the embryos that you've got and or the sex of the embryos that you've got and people like now to choose however there's not really enough data to say that there's a bias towards people wanting boys people wanting girls but it has been said that some cultures especially like asian cultures where boys are 
um, more valued than girls in mm. some way in terms of a family situation um, that could cause problems but there's no evidence yet but that ha- the the situation in China did cause problems because now girls are like um, absolutely put on a pedestal because they are so I mean I am st- talking stereotypically but they are few and far between from what I've heard on the news and so they are actually now seen as more valuable in the sense of um, finding a partner yeah yeah and um that I guess that gives them some form of empowerment but it's it is an odd thought isn't it that you could end up with you know not enough I I don't want to say not enough um women for the amount of men because obviously some women want to be with women or men or Mm -hmm. you know no or no one which is completely valid but yeah it, it is an odd thought isn't it it is completely I mean I suppose one of the arguments could be that and this is like quite a um a um like a not very antagonistic reason why but say for example if you have already had two children you've got a girl uh, you've got two girls you might wouldn't you might favor having a boy for your third one because you wouldn't uh, kind of mix it up almost that, is, that could be used as an argument what do you think of that yeah i read a little bit about that it's called um family balancing or something okay. and i do understand that um and again that is that is to do with the personalities isn't it it's about balancing mm. um how the household works and like maybe introducing a different kind of perspective to the children you already have yeah. um, to make them more rounded which I, I think is actually quite a good thing I think it's definitely great I know my friends who have siblings of the opposite gender are really like well-rounded in a different way to like I think I had quite a, a journey learning about what it's like for girls growing up because I don't have any sisters but yeah. um I mean absolutely yeah. same for me like I am well the opposite so I have two sisters and no brothers and not only does that sometimes create like a I mean I suppose that's probably just down to the individuals but it can create like a bit of a catty atmosphere sometimes but also just completely like you say like boys to me have always been like a cat, not a mystery but when you only see boys in school you don't know that they are flawed at home or you don't know um the, the not I don't want to say that um you don't see all the bad sides of them but you don't see the bad and the good sides of them you know and, and it does create kind of I have felt that I have missed out on seeing a different aspect yeah you really miss the the dynamic that a home environment brings where you see like maybe the fragility that boys aren't really encouraged to show outside of the home absolutely um, yeah yeah I can't, yeah I think and I think at the end of the day that that is like um good like a good experience to have just like in regards to social skills and being able to adapt yourself and it's not I, I would never say that I struggle to speak to boys at all um but uh like you say I am sometimes like I have had quite a few boyfriends text me and say I felt you come across a little bit insensitive towards males in this episode or in this episode and whilst I'm not going to play the blame game potentially I've never thought about it potentially some of that comes down to the fact that I don't really know the intricacies of like boys minds and how they work and I'm not necessarily always thinking about their perspective I think that is you know that is a potential factor also I think just boys um in general especially if you've not grown up with um female siblings it's different it's difficult to like understand that girls are actually quite similar in terms of the way they express their opinions and like how how opinionated they are I think some people just aren't accustomed to which is a problem with society in general some 
people just aren't accustomed to the fact that girls are, you know, opinionated, valid people as well. Yeah, absolutely. We've kind of digressed a little bit, but... Oh, um, sorry, digression. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine, because that was me as well. Um, Deviation so, station. So we've kind of said that it's ethically permissible when it's to do with having, like, a family balance. Mm. Um, is there any other situations we can think of that it might be acceptable? Um, honestly... No, really. <laughs> I kind of want to play devil's advocate here, but I can't. Um, I just, for me particularly, I just don't understand the um the value unless it is maybe for family balancing. I don't understand why you'd want to choose. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, you know, having a child is it's like the lottery. You just oh yeah, it's exciting, <laughs> yeah. like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Absolutely. Okay, so um, shall we move on to whether we should raid? our kids a gender oh yeah let's do it <laughs> so i'm just going to actually look at the de- definition of a gender but it's basically um, a type of parenting where you don't so th- there's a distinction to be made so a gender is like literally without gender but I no thinking, pronouns no yeah. like this is what girls do this is what boys do there's yeah. no such thing as girls and boys but there is a difference between agender parenting and I don't know what the name is but parenting gender where... neutral parenting yes, right yes that's mm. it gender ne- so yeah so it says agender is a term which can literally be translated as without ge- de- gender so yeah so like you say no pronouns so I've had a discussion with someone about this and they said that it could come across as confusing for the children because they don't know pronouns and often um it can cause problems because they don't actually know like for it, it is unfortunately and slash fortunately fortunately um, a minority of people who are um, who struggle with their gender um, mm. and gender expression and gender identity, and it causes problems to them in their life. Um, so, would you do you think that it would cause more problems than than helpfulness? Um, yeah, I do have a slight issue with uh, raising kids a gender because obviously, you know, gender does exist. I don't have an issue with them, you know, taking out pronouns. Where I think it's a bit weird is um, some some parents who are, you know, this is the extreme end of raising your kids agenda, like, don't reveal, like, they they make the kids appear kind of, um, what's the word, androgynous, is it? Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Until, you know, they've hit puberty and it's obvious, like, what their biological gender is. What do you mean by that? Like, they don't give boys, let's talk stereotypically, they don't give boys haircuts and they don't, like, give girls skirts, or, or is it more deeper than that? Um, yeah, I think it's more like, um, they wouldn't allow, or they wouldn't allow them to, um, have an image which was closely aligned to what we think of as a boy or a girl. They'd have to look quite neutral, Mm. um, which, you know, is okay. But I think at the same time, what I was thinking when, um, I was researching this is the best way for in my opinion to go about it is just to give kids the choice and let them have a look at you know quote girls toys quote boys clothes Mm. um and just to maybe loosen the actual um there's quite strict boundaries for parents on like oh this is you know this is a boys section in a shop or this is a girls section in a shop I think we just need to uh, break that a bit yeah but that's more gender neutral parenting isn't it mm, yeah, you, you mentioned that you don't necessarily think it's problematic to um kind of remove pronouns Do you, could you expand on that well um I think pronouns for me are only important because of society and I don't think just because um 
you know, someone doesn't use a, a gender pronoun, it doesn't mean they're not um, comfortable with their identity. Like, if anything, it gives more scope for them to find who they are because there's not the um, the stigma of, oh, you're, you're him, this is like what boys do. Mm. Or you're her, this is what girls do, you're them and you're you. It's quite a, it's a bit more of an indiv- individualistic um way of developing a personality I I completely get that and I'm I remember once I was in an interview and this it was in an interview in French and I'd had this dying question because in English we have they them right which is what we Mm. use um if we want to be gender neutral and so I asked this French woman I said um how do they I would do it in French (laughs) um I said through in French like basically how how do you deal with these people who don't identify with one gender or the other because obviously um I don't know whether uh like some listeners will know but in French they and them is still gendered you have il and elle which is like the boy and the girl version of of it and I thought it was interesting because like we do have that as a um kind of out um a a way to like an outlet to um allow people who don't identify with any gender to express themselves but I just personally think that um well I don't know I've not been a parent obviously um and maybe my opinion would change (laughs) my opinion would change when and if I do become a parent but at the same time I feel like it could be quite confusing because just because of the fact that like for me he and she like I'm going to be a lot more gender neutral in regards to what I give them and and the stuff that um, I talk to them about and the books we read and stuff like that so for me I don't necessarily have a problem with pronouns the only no. the only thing that I could say that would go against that is the fact that if, like you say, in like with your with your method of using they or them or just not really using them, I don't know how you'd go around. Um, it gives them chance to f- find what they want, and we're not saying that everyone who's going to be raised agender or gender neutral without pronouns is going to is going to um, be people who choose the they them pronouns they might oh yeah you know choose their um the ones that they are stereotypically um given or would have been given with normal parenting and um, yeah i read something as well that said it doesn't really affect your um your like sexuality either so apparently like 85 percent of kids who are raised gender neutral do identify as heterosexual so therefore they kind of align to a gender anyway and actually i'm pretty sure that like um, people who are part of the LGBT community is only part of like fifteen. Like it's it's quite a low percentage anyway. So that's why yeah, even out is. of the out of the ordinary. Yeah, I think it's just it's just a thing that at the end of the day, every every parenting is different, and all you really should want f- for your children is um, the best. Yeah, but, happiness is you know what you're aiming for, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's just hard when you can navigate. Another another thing, reason why people have argued against agender um, parenting and um, like bringing up your child like that is because of the fact that, like you said, uh, we live in a in a very binary world where mm. gender is, for the most part, two two like you have two options, right? Yeah. How would you combat someone saying, well, that's going to be confusing when they go to school and people are saying he and she and not they and them? I genuinely, I don't think you could combat that. Like there, there would be definite um, differences in the way you experience school and uh, life in general. I think it would have to be more of a, a societal change towards um, accepting that kind of method of raising a child and maybe 
accepting that we don't necessarily need pronouns because obviously I mean in some ways it's good because it would raise awareness for anyone that you came into contact with that you know pronouns and gender aren't necessarily as important and maybe it does break down some barriers but I do agree that um there's definitely you know kids and me and like bullying might happen Mm. and and it's just like kids unfortunately are scared and they do bully when they see things that are different and they don't even necessarily think like I I'm, I'm sure that a lot of bullying doesn't come from a place of like hatred it just comes from a place of um not even misunderstanding yeah misunderstanding yeah. I was I wasn't even gonna say fear like yeah misunderstanding but um you could say that um obviously with the uh, revitalization or like refreshing of the sex education which is coming into action in September um yeah. you know hopefully we might become more progressive in in towards um getting teachers to teach people about those who are non-binary and those who don't identify with um with uh, like pronouns and stuff yeah, I do really hope so because um, I think the the less the less pressure there is to conform to, you know, a categorical kind of um, identity, then the more you know, the more diverse society becomes, the more freedom you have in terms of self expression. I think there's just kind of endless benefits to it, but I do understand it's quite you know it's a huge change and a lot of people um, it would require a lot of people to actually be effective. Yeah, absolutely. I've also just thought um, of another thing where, like, so say, for example, those who, um, most people who are now, like, you know, in their 20s or or teens who, or or 30s who are identifying as non-binary will have most likely not been brought up with agender parenting, right? True, yeah. And they have still managed to come to the conclusion about their gender and their identity, right? Without that, um, and without being instilled with these... um, with, with that with being instilled with certain pronouns so mm. you could argue that um with a gender parenting if say for example uh, my pronouns are she her right um with yeah. a gender parenting whilst it may uh, it may have made the um like pronouns and gender identity a little bit more um is nebulous the right word like a bit more up in the air i'm not too sure mm. a bit ambiguous mm, maybe that sounds about right yeah um then but I would still come to the conclusion and it might take me you know a year later or something or or two years I would still come to the conclusion that I identify as a female so in the end the only people it's more a case of being proactive and the only people that it's going to benefit it's not that it's going to disadvantage um he him and she her people it's just it's going to advantage they them people Mm, yeah I completely get that I do somehow feel though that um maybe if we did raise everyone a gender or gender neutral then people might not feel the need to be um people might not feel transgender almost if there wasn't a gender um that was assigned to a sex then people might not feel so uncomfortable with not having quote the same gender as the sex they are so do you mean as in less people would feel uncomfortable in their bodies and, and, and the gender identity they've been given from birth? Yeah, I think that it would definitely have quite a big impact on um, people, you know, who don't feel like they identify with what's expected of a girl, um, you know, because there's less stigma around it. I, I think that's very interesting. So by basically making gender roles and gender identity more lenient and more forgiving and less structured, it would almost yeah. enable those who don't identify with the harsh um, or the very strict rules 
of, of one gender to be able to kind of express themselves and realise that gender is fluid. Yeah, because of course we'll move on to this in, when we talk about is gender real. But, Do you want to talk you know, about that now then? Oh, sure. I think it I think it leads on quite well. Yeah. Um. So, you know, if you remove this kind of um, this necessity for your, um, you know, your gender to be presumed by your physical body, mm. then people might not feel so uncomfortable because obviously the reason that um, transgender people do feel so uncomfortable before transition is because people you know expect them to behave a certain way which they don't identify with and that perception is based off their physical you know their physical appearance like oh you know you've got I don't know a pair of boobs you've got a vagina and therefore you should behave like a quote girl that's so true I've never even thought about it like that I've always just thought that um those who um transition or um are like transgender people um did that because they wanted a different type of body and they and they didn't feel accepting in their body but I think you you're bang on in the sense that if there weren't these gender expectations then they wouldn't necessarily feel pressure to it's not I'm not I'm I'm not it's going to sit here and basically undermine everyone who's ever transitioned no, because of everyone's Neither valid of us are experts. but I, I do think there is something to say about if we remove the stigma and the stereotypes and the expectations they might not feel that pressure and they might feel happy in their body and, and accept their identity um with their gender you know yeah I mean how I'm interested to know what you feel about this how closely linked do you think um sex and gender are well okay so from personal experience Mm. I am in a lot of ways very girly right yeah Um, and in some ways yeah yeah absolutely but then I've also always like I'm quite um if you haven't already, like, um, if you don't already know, like, I'm quite bossy, if you don't know, <laughs> I'm quite ex- outspoken, and I'm quite loud, which are sometimes traits aligned with, like, men, right? Um, because mm, men have always been course. expected to, like, speak out and um, be a lot more vocal and um, upfront. I think it's mm. an interesting question, and one that I, 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 feel, I don't think I'm... Um, I'm the right person to maybe answer it just because I am someone who links myself to, like as in my... You identify with your your gender and your sex. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I've never really had any issues or like, I've never really questioned it. What do you think? I mean, um, like from the gay experience, here we go, guys. <laughs> yeah. <Pride month. laughs> um, you know, as, a, as like a, a homosexual man, you're mm. always told like when you're younger it's not like oh you're gay it's like oh you're a girl because Ah. people associate that kind of um being comfortable with being more feminine with actually like being a girl because they don't you know they don't understand it they don't understand that you know masculinity is expressed in different ways so I think I think yeah I think that um a lot of people do experience sex and gender in quite like an aligned way however I don't think I don't think they're connected that strongly I think you can separate them in terms of people's behavior I mean in terms of just some little research I've done there's not like um there's not really one way of identifying gender so there's biological gender there's hormones which play a factor you've got your chromosomal gender 
which is obviously you can have people who are who have X chromosome and you can have people who have XXY chromosome. So mm. people who have too few or too many, which make them feel, um, you know, more masculine or more feminine, even though they're not male or female. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah, it's really interesting, actually. There's lots of research going on, like constantly about, you know, how people define their gender gender if it's societal if it's physical yeah it's great yeah I was just about to say that I think uh, using my own words that gender sex is a product of like science and biology right of course yeah gender is like for the most part a product of society yeah oh yeah I'd agree it's much more complicated yeah it is more much more complicated I mean with the um rise of people talking about like black lives movement and all this institutionalized racism and the fact that like there will even no one is no one is and will potentially ever be rid of like complete uh, completely rid of racism just because it is stu- it is very um like cyst uh what's, what's the word where it's just systemic systemic but it's within like our brain like we've been not... Do you mean like um, unconscious bias? Yeah, we've been coded that way through society. Like it's there for a reason. Mm. Not, I'm not saying it's good. I mean, I mean, is in is there reason. for That's, society yeah. to be to be able to function the way it still does? You know. Um. So yeah, I, I think which it's... is obviously something we should combat, and it takes a long time to get rid of unconscious bias. But mm. it's, yeah, it's quite scary, isn't it? The fact that um, just like things like unconscious bias do affect the way we see society and other issues such as gender and um like sex and even it it's got a lot to do with feminism and how how you perceive someone whether you're whether you're doing it intentionally or not mm, i think yeah unlearning is like one of the hardest things we will ever do and i think that Completely. genuinely like going back to kind of agender parenting you can do as much as you want as a parent but at the end of the day, mm. when the, your child goes out into society, they are going to see different perspectives. They're going to see different children who are products of different types of parenting. And like we can only protect ourselves so much. What we can do is change society, the way society functions, the way society um, creates people, you know? Yeah, because, you know, society is, it's just a word for like the way everyone interacts with each other. So I guess um the only people you it's kind of a cycle that if you want to break it it's quite difficult in terms of you have to have large numbers of people doing the same thing and obviously as humans it's really natural to have different opinions and just believe different things so yeah yeah I totally agree well I think we've come to a nice little um Stand, stand stop is that the right word standpoint i don't know standpoint i really need to brush up on my phrases conclusion, conclusion. a little daily absolutely so thank you so much for coming on patrick as always you have educated me oh also what's so you know that just that x y and thingy what is that called just so um, me and the listeners can go away and research that if they want to well if you want to have a look at chromosomal gender and um intersex people brilliant thank you for that yeah um, that's great. I'm going to go away and do some research. You learn something new every day, kids. Absolutely. What yeah. an educational podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and giving me a bit of your time. Um, and... It's always a pleasure. I love to talk to you. Yeah, I'll speak to you later. Bye. Yeah, bye. So that was Patrick. You can catch him on Instagram at underscore P dot A-T-T. Wow, that rhymed. I'm a poet and I don't even know it. Um, also, make sure to check out 
the podcast Instagram, which is Do It Justice Podcast, where I post a lot of polls and sources and information and lots of secret membership stuff. No, I'm joking, but um, it's definitely a valuable resource if you want to keep up to date with the podcast. Also, the Twitter is Do It Justice Pod, with the O being a zero. Thank you for listening to the end. As always, I'm always up for criticism, remarks, comments, anything. Just let me know what you thought of this podcast. Um, And yeah, stay safe and I'll speak to you later.